Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Nightmares Podcast, where we talk about all things horror movies, games, comics, you name it, or whatever the hell we feel like. I'm your host, Zachary Smith, and I'm here with the usual suspects, Brendan Rakowski and Mark Conway. How are y'all doing tonight? <laughs> yeah, doing great. Doing great. Zach, what are we talking about? Today, we are talking about the Friday the 13th series, mainly because they announced a cool new box set by Scream Factory, and holy crap, I cannot wait to get my hands on that beautiful bastard. <laughs> Holy shit, Brandon. Zach's actually talking during a podcast. I think he must be excited about this particular topic that we're going over. Little Friday bit. the 13th. What did you expect? That's a good point. That's I, a good I point. wasn't really expecting that box set for a plethora of reasons. You and me both. Like, oh, I'm, I, I'm glad we're getting it. The, the, like, I, I was on lunch at work, and I'm just fucking around on Facebook. It's like the last 10 minutes of my break. And then I see my buddy comment on this, and I'm just like, hang on. What the? Holy shit. So I try to go to the website to actually mm-hmm. just see what the pre-order is about or even get to a pre-order. But the traffic was so high that... I, well, well at first you thought it was because the internet at your work was bad. Yeah. And so then I was, I was sitting here minding my own business and I just randomly get a phone call from you, which I never get because you're always working. Because like when you're at work, you're at work. Yeah. You don't. And there have been a few times where I've had to emergency call you, but even then you're just like, got to keep this at 30 seconds or less. So it's to actually get a call from you from work was a bit of a surprise. So I actually, so when I saw that, I thought something bad had happened. Yeah, no, it was the last 10 minutes of my lunch break, so I'm like, fuck. Like, I literally ran outside. Wes was just like, the fuck's going on with him? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, Zach called me and asked me if I saw what Scream Factory announced recently. I was like, recently as in the past few days or recently as in today? And he was like, and he said, today. And so I looked up their Facebook and saw the Friday 13th box set. And at that point when I checked it, the face, their Facebook post was only 17 minutes old. Um, so yeah, I said I'll pre-order us some copies since your internet was bad. But it wasn't just your internet. That site was crashing and crashing hard. Yeah, a lot of people wanted this box set for very understandable reasons. Okay, so I need you to explain. I know this, you know this, Brandon knows this. But explain to the people who quite don't quite understand the logistical bullshit that is behind okay. the Friday the uh, Friday the Thirteenth series and all the problems and why this is such a surprise. Well, before we go into that, I want to point out that there was another Blu-ray box set that came out a few years ago that came in like a tin um, packaging and it had all the movies, the remake, Freddy vs. Jason, some swag with it, and. That thing went out of print, probably because of the reasons that Zach's about to go over. I was going to say, that thing had to have come out more than five years ago, I would say. Um, Um, The whole lawsuit thing didn't start happening until about two, two and a half years ago, maybe three. Yeah, because I remember I still saw that box set at Best Buy when I moved into my first solo apartment, which was in... 2015 in the summer i believe and it was still in print then yeah um so it was after that it was sometime after that where it finally went out of print and there are a few reasons why i didn't want to get that one it's the main one being it did not include a physical copy of the unrated version of jason goes to hell which if you're going to watch that movie if you're going to watch it it's the unrated version you want um there are also a few special features in the dvds that didn't carry over and I'm, I wasn't a fan of the book-like packaging where the discs come in pages. I'm not a fan of that. Um, so I was actually kind of holding out for a less deluxe version of that box set to come out. Because I didn't really care about the swag either. 
but lo and behold, it went out of print. And if you were to look it up, I think it goes for around four to five hundred on average right now. I would say on average, like you I lucked s- out on your. So eBay I got auction. super lucky on eBay. Um, about a year or two ago, I found it for like a hundred. No, somewhere between a hundred and fifty dollars. I can't remember what I paid for, yeah. but it was somewhere on that line, and I got super lucky. The only problem with it is it didn't come with like the bandana, the the headband yeah, that the says he- you're all doomed or yeah, something. Yeah, that's like the that. only thing it didn't the come with. The crazy Ralph quote. Yeah. I was a little upset with that. There's the there's a tiny dent in the back, but overall I, I was like screw yeah, at, it. at the very the I have everything else and I have the movies, which yeah. is the most important. Cuz there is another box set out there that's just the first 8. It's just the Paramount years, which I mean those are great years, don't get me wrong, but... It doesn't have everything. Yeah, like you're missing out on Freddy vs. Jason, which I love, and Jason X, which is phenomenal. And, you know, well, Jason goes to hell. It's a movie. It, it is. It, it, it's it, something. It, it is a movie. Um, <laughs> uh, it certainly is a movie. Um, uh, the uh, so, yeah. so... But yeah, so, um, yeah, that box set went out of print, and because of reasons that Zach will go over... Um, I don't think anybody was really expecting this. I guess there were some rumors floating around that I was not aware of. People who have been a part of like this project have been like kind of throwing hints out there. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that even I didn't expect anything to come out soon. Because I know the lawsuit is in its final days right now. Or yeah. supposedly, hopefully, in its final days. But you never know with these fucking things. So I figure they're trying to hint it so that way when everything gets settled, just whoof, they can release everything. I don't know how they're working around it, but... Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit, but go ahead and continue. Um, But yeah, it's a pretty exciting box that the first four movies have new transfers from 4K scans from the original negatives. I believe Jason Goes to Hell is getting a new 2K scan. I think it said Jason X is also getting one. I'll double check that while we're talking. Um, But yeah, a good chunk of the movies are getting new transfers. There's... Not a whole lot of new special features, but it looks like they're restoring the special features that were missing from the first box set. Um, They're including some Fangoria articles as Blu-ray ROM special features. And there are a couple new commentaries and a couple uh, TV spots and such that were included on previous releases. So there is some new stuff on there. Yeah, I know there was stuff specifically recorded for this. No new transfers for Jason X, but it does have new interviews. Yeah. Um, like I was just about to say, I know there was new interviews, new commentaries and stuff recorded for multiple films. Um, I think part six and part four in particular are some of the big ones. Um, I'm just going to go through it here. Yeah. Uh, the first movie, we're getting both cuts, the theatrical and the unrated, which the previous Blu-rays only had the unrated. Um, most of the new special features for that one are just the Fangoria article and TV and radio spots. Um, TV and radio spots and Fangoria article for part two along with the new transfer. Part three, same deal, but they're also including a new 3D version of part three. I wonder if they're going to include the, uh, what is it? How do you, what is that 3D called that we got originally? The red So and blue? the red and blue 3D that's in the first box set is Anaglyph. Yeah. And that's just as long as you have like the Anaglyph version that's the red and blue and you have red and blue 3D glasses, you can watch it on any type of screen. Yeah. Um, I think this one's going to be the more, is going to be, um, what do you call it? I think it's polarized 3D, which yeah. for that 
which I know polarized 3D is what they use in theaters. I don't know if that's what 3D TVs use. Because I was, but gonna... I think I think this is a more 3D TV specific version. So if you don't have a 3D TV, it won't play. Yeah, because I, I when we talked about that the other day, I actually looked up to see if I could find a 3D TV just on Amazon. I couldn't find a damn thing. They didn't sell very well. Yeah, I, I know it was kind of like a quick fad before everybody yeah. was like this kind of stupid or just overpriced. And Nobody really bought into it. And a TV can't support both 4K and 3D at the same time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think it has to do with how much information that is. Cause like, so we're just not at that tech level yet, yeah. essentially. Okay. Because, I mean, most movies are mastered at 2K, which is just slightly wider than 1080p which 1080p is what you get on a regular blu-ray yes um so it's like and if it's polarized 3d you literally have two separate images being projected or shown on the screen at the same time so that's twice the information so if you have a 4k 3d well you just significantly upped the amount of data that needs to be moved yeah that's a good point um Let's see, part four, same deal, ads, Fangoria, article, new transfer. Part five has a new commentary. Uh, I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> part six has a new commentary, which I'm excited for. Uh, part seven, just the Fangoria article and some TV spots are new to this Blu-ray. So part seven isn't getting much at all. Yeah, stuff. I was hoping that somehow, someway they may have fixed and re- just restored the cut kills and stuff like yeah. that but Which, i mean scream factory has done something like that before where it's like like with the exorcist 3 they restored restored in quotes the director's original version but the cut the originally cut footage was not the best quality yeah and there was only so much they could do which i believe for, i haven't seen that one myself but from what i hear it's still pretty rough so I'm surprised they didn't at least include a version that it, even in their rough state have those. I would. But I've also never seen the condition of those deleted scenes I've either. I've seen some of them and it's kind of just like, good luck. Okay, so it's probably beyond yeah. saving probably. Sadly, which again, I fucking hate the MPAA. And then part eight, just a few new TV spots. Um... See, Jason Goes to Hell is going to be on two discs. Uh, new 2K scan of the theatrical version and the unrated version. New 2K scan with HD inserts of the unrated parts. Some new interviews, a new commentary, and new commentary on the TV footage, uh, TV spots. Jason X, new interviews. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason has nothing new. I think that, that's probably my biggest disappointment I, for this box is nothing new for Freddy vs. Jason. I feel like we've heard and seen everything there is to hear and see for Freddy vs. Jason at this point, probably, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Still, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, the remake's getting nothing new, and then there are two bonus discs with a whole bunch of stuff. What's there to talk about with the remake? The remake was a remake. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. But it wasn't bad. A little disappointed we didn't get that wood chipper kill. I would have liked a commentary with Derek Mears. I know there's plenty of interviews, but... But eh. still, an actual commentary of him watching the movie and giving comments as the movie's going. That would have been fair. 
Because, I mean, it, it's as much as I don't like that movie, hearing him talk about what he put into that performance when we saw him at that convention, at least upped my appreciation for what he brought to the movie. He really did a phenomenal job in that movie. Like, I like of all the remakes, that's the one that's just in the middle ground for me because it's not a bad movie, and it's not a bad Friday the 13th movie. It's a very by-the-books one, which, again, isn't a bad thing. You get pretty decent kills, Jason's a badass, and yeah, it's short and simple. Like, I, it's not like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake where you have... You, you we're not do, here to talk about Nightmare yeah, right now. Just, yeah, nothing. Nothing. If, if we let you go on that rant, we're going to be here forever. We don't have time for that. Um, but what we do have time for is you to explain why the reason why this is such a clusterfuck. Okay, so essentially Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham are in a fucking battle over who gets the rights to the Friday the 13th series. And because of that, all production on any movies, the game, and all that is on halt. They've been able to get little things out here and there, like the Blu-ray for the first one that just came out with a steelbook. Uh, this box What's that? set... that's just a repackaging of the old Blu-ray. Yeah, essentially. Uh, the, um, this box set, which I still don't know how they're doing or how the money and all that's being distributed. And then they also did a board game that they're releasing somehow, some way. I, again, I don't know how they're doing all this, but they can't make shit for the game. I don't know. It's weird. I'm not a legal guy. I know that it's hopefully in its final days, and maybe if we're lucky, we can get an official movie. I hear Bloomhouse has been trying to get their hands on this, so we'll see what happens. The um, and then just for everybody's clarification, the, who are these two guys? That Sean are Cunningham was the director of the first one. Victor Miller was the writer. Okay, and, and I believe Cunningham had a hand in producing a number of them. I don't think he produced no, all of them. No, I believe I believe he was just kind of there. The only one he really had like a major hand in, from my understanding, after that was Part Nine. But that's why I can't wait to look. For, that's why I look forward to seeing uh, all those behind the scenes and commentaries on uh, Part Nine when all this stuff comes out. So yeah. Yeah, I believe there was even a documentary being made about that. So, either way, I can't wait for that box set. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be so happy when it comes in the mail. Woo-hoo! Nice, nice. Yeah. So, so what are we? So, what are we talking about next? Essentially, our favorite Friday the Thirteenth movies. The uh, Brandon. Yeah. You can start with you because I will leave Zach to the uh, to the end because this is obviously no. Clearly, Zach has no passion towards the Friday the Thirteenth series. Um, sarcasm. The uh, so, uh, so sir, let's start with you. What's your favorite? My favorites are back in the day. My favorite would have been Part Six, Jason Lives, and that one is still up there for me. Um, like that, I think really sep- separates it from a good number of them is it has a good balance of story characters and kills yeah um you do have and this is tommy jarvis's third time in the series played by a different actor for the third time but still it's and his most popular the, one. the character is it has a pre-existing character coming back he has you understand his motivation even though it doesn't quite line up with how part five ended but we're just gonna i mean you, you can sort of take a good chunk of part five but if you ignore the ending... It, Part 5 is easily the most forgotten Friday yeah. the 13th. Um, but we're, yeah. we're, we won't go into that right now for my purposes. Um, but yeah, so it's you have his motivation. You have Jason coming back again, of course. Uh, camp, the camp is actually legit opening this time. So you actually have kids coming in. So it's not just counselors coming in 
three years before they're supposed to open. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Fucking all over the place so the, and dying. The, so the camp is open. Um, you usually have other, other smaller characters getting killed here and there in the beginning, but it's... Um, a lot of these other movies in the series, I feel like you have a couple, you have like, you know, an opening kill, you have like one or two, maybe three sprinkled out in the first half of the movie. And then really most of the kills I feel like are just saved until like the last act, last half. Whereas part six, I feel like sprinkles them out in a good, at a good rate. Um, plus you have an actual story with Tommy Jarvis, so it's not just counselors are going to get killed or teenagers are going out to the crystal lake and they're going to get killed. Um, so it's, there's actually stuff going on is what I'm trying to get at. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what separates it. Also a little neat piece of trivia, the sound designer for part six would later go on to win an Oscar for the sound for the matrix. Also, fun fact, that's where the Alice Cooper song, He's Back, came from. Oh, yeah. Ah. And I like Alice Cooper, too. So. Well, yeah, I mean, Alice Cooper's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, part six is up there. Um, but then, I think, what was it, like last year, a little before last year, a little more than a year ago, we started going through it when you got the box set. And I was actually surprised at how much I really liked part three and all of its campiness. That's part of the reason... I'm just going to point out, the only true way to watch Part 3 is to watch it in its original 3D form with the 3D glasses. If you're not, you're wrong. Because it is just that so was, fun. That was how we watched it, with the red and blue crappy cardboard 3D glasses. That my Blu-ray came with. And, yeah, actually I am glad that they didn't take those out. I mean, okay, head, missing headband, okay, but if they didn't... It still hurts glasses, that I don't have the headband, but at least I got the 3D glasses. Yeah. Um, it was what, two pairs? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what was interesting about it was it didn't quite work that well when there was an obvious 3D gag of something reaching for you in the center of the screen. And believe me, there was a lot of those. There were a lot of those. (laughs) Um, but when it wasn't trying to be 3D in your face, it actually worked pretty well. Yeah. It helps that we had a really good TV to watch it on, too, so that might be part of the reason. Was that after I bought the 4K TV? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I, we, I knew for a fact that... Because um, we had been living yeah. here about six months before we got the good TV. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I, I know there was a period of time where we had this setup, but we still had my smaller Yeah, you TV. got this a little bit either before or after Christmas, and I know that I got that box set, like... The November that we moved in here. Mm-hmm. And it was it took us a while to finally get to it. Yeah. Okay, it, so maybe I did have the good TV when yeah. we watched it. Because that was part of the reason why I was holding out, because I knew you were getting the good TV, and it's ah. just like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. <laughs> and we did, and I fucking loved it. There's a picture somewhere on the yeah, internet <laughs> where we're just like, we're going to watch this movie with class. <laughs> it, it, it's on my Facebook. It's on my personal Facebook. Maybe my Instagram. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it also has that, nice disco version of the music the disco theme yeah oh man i like that theme it's so random but it's so great um yeah it was a fun campy time uh directed by steve minor who also did part two um which part two is pretty much a clone of part one but it doesn't make as much sense but it's also a little more fun I wouldn't call it a clone of part two, but... No, no, no. Part two is a clone of part one. No, well, well, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, I wouldn't call part two a clone of part one, but... 
if you watch them back to back, there is a lot of things that are just straight up copied from the I first I mean, there's one. different kills. I mean, it's Jason instead of his mother. That's not a copy. There's a head. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And also at the end of part three, you have, you know, the canoe thing. But instead of kid Jason jumping out of the river, you have Jason's Pamela. zombified mom. Yeah, Pamela Voorhees. That looks bad, but it was still funny. It was fun. It's like... Um, just a word of advice. If you're new to the Friday the 13th series, don't try to make logic of the timeline. You'll yeah. hurt your head. Do, do, and... do, they, do they ever actually explain how Jason comes back? Uh, depending on what movie you're watching, I guess. No, no, no. Like, like from part one to part two. No. Okay. Um, the, the, like there's an there's, there's in-between movie there. Uh, the the um, simplest explanation for that is he just kind of survived and became man-bear or whatever the hell. If, and then when he saw his mother die, he just decided, fuck it, I'm killing everyone. Okay, and then... Okay, so even if he was just a man in the woods in part two, they kill him. So how is he coming back? Because he never really dies. Witchcraft? Sure, he gets contractually obligated and he eventually die. gets struck by lightning in part six. He gets struck but, by lightning a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's like half of his revivals. Um, These people never learn. Dude, that, that like that's that, and that's one of the big things that I know that was with Michael Myers as well. Like it was in the contract that he was not allowed to actually die. He was yeah. always allowed to. There always had to be some kind of glimmer that he would come back. Well, and, the difference uh, between Friday the 13th and Michael Myers is Jason's movies got progressively more entertaining. Michael Myers got progressively just Which Steve Miner also directed, I think he directed H2O. Which one was H2O? The was seventh the one. one the, the, one, the one that started five minutes before it ended. Okay, yeah. That wasn't a bad one. Um, he also it just did, took he also forever did to Lake actually Placid, start. The original, the original Lake Placid. Great movie. And yeah, he was awesome supposed movie. to direct the 1980s American remake of Godzilla, written by Fred Decker, but the studio didn't go ahead with it because at that point the biggest thing to Steve Miner's name was the Friday Thirteenth movies. So they didn't want to trust a big budget movie like that with a, with a director with just Friday Thirteenth movies. And I think that was also before Night of the Creeps was made. So that was before Fred Decker was the Fred Decker we know now. Really? And yeah. then Peter Jackson changed everything. By, by doing a small horror movie, and then they handed a load, load of the Rings over to him. So He had done more than just those small horror Did movies. He had done yeah. the Frighteners and a couple other yeah, like, I, I mean, like, I always forget about the Frighteners. Yeah, like yeah. he started with small horror movies like Bad Taste and Dead Alive. Dead Alive. And there was also Meet the Feebles. Um, Frighteners was good. Yeah, I mean, but, and then he did also do Heavenly Creatures, which is a more serious drama, which he was actually nominated for an Oscar for writing for that oh, one. Oh, okay. Really? Then he did The Frighteners, so... Yeah, he already had an Oscar nomination under his belt and a movie he made produced by Robert Zemeckis, Frighteners, before he did um, Lord of the Rings. So okay. it's, it's not so like he... He had more, he had it, more shit. It, it's not a Josh Trank situation where they're just like, you made a successful indie movie. Here's a billion dollar franchise for you. Okay. Um, yeah, so he... No pressure. He, he, he had some credits. He had some good stuff. So um, I guess it's my turn. Um, I, I, I am, uh, uh, Oh yeah. And part three was also the introduction of the hockey mask. Yeah. That's important. And for that part two was a burlap sack which slash was, rip off of the weird. killer from town that dreaded sundown. Um, Jason wore it better. <laughs> Just put two pictures side by side. Who wore it better? Uh, um, the same thing. The, exactly. Uh, the, um, I am actually, unfortunately I've only seen three of them. Um, uh, so I get to pick from three. Um, I've now watched, uh, Jason goes to hell 
You're welcome. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, So when Zach said don't try to introduce logic to figure out the timeline, just don't introduce logic, period. (laughs) Don't bother. Because it's not going to make any fucking... Because you'll just end up frustrating yourself. The um, the further you go into the series, the more you just need to throw logic out the fucking window. Actually, just in fact, turn off your brain. That's it's a lot easier to do it that way, and just enjoy the the, the madness of what you see. Um, I the um, he's at a loss for words, ladies if, and gentlemen. If um, a couple years back, it would have been Jason X in this in this particular comment. Um, this whole thing, but because of the last year's October challenge of me getting... Do we want to count this movie for this Freddy podcast? Freddy vs. Jason is technically a... Fr- uh, like, I, it, but, it, it, but it's like, do, do we really want to let him cheat with a crossover? Uh, I, but I, I, I love it so much. Look, it's part of the collection. I count it for both. It's literally the last Friday the 13th movie in the last But it's also the only movie he ever talks about, too. The, that uh, is a fair point. Fair enough. You, I, you don't hear me talking, both in real life and on the podcast, you don't hear me talking about part six and part three all the time. The, uh, well, fair enough. I do really enjoy Jason X. Um, yeah. So if I'm going to get I, shit... I, I, I'm just giving you a hard yeah, time. Yeah, you're going to give me shit for it. Yeah. I, I actually, I would probably put Jason X and Freddy vs. Jason in the same of my two favorites. I love both of those movies for the exact reason that you think that I love them, because they're fucking ridiculous. And there is absolutely zero logic in anything that's going on in those movies. And I find it incredibly fucking entertaining. Especially Freddy vs. Jason. I was laughing the entire time. So, and I think I only put Freddy vs. Jason a little bit above Jason X because Freddy vs. Jason and I was laughing almost consistently. Like, Jason X had a few low moments. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Freddy vs. Jason, Jason X was a fucking high life. It's uh, like, what I, the fuck is happening? I absolutely loved it. Um, uh, I, and I, um, I really dug, um, slight spoiler alert, I really liked the end of Jason X especially and how it all ended um, with him going out of the fucking spaceship. Boom! Well, that, that too. But like him like landing in Lake Crystal Lake like a fucking meteor. Um, was on Earth, on Earth, on Earth, whatever was great, um, but yeah, Jason, uh, Freddy versus Jason is obviously fantastic. Um, I, what I want is a new Freddy versus Jason, but I want it to be the Freddy from Wes Craven's New Nightmare versus Uber Jason from Jason X. I have no problem with that. I, neither do I. Um, I thought I would, but I don't. The um, but more realistically, I'd rather just get the sequel that was intended: Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Yes. There, there a, was also a ending. I know the ending was written. I don't think it was actually filmed. I know it was written, but there was an ending that had Pinhead coming yeah, at the very end. That was a concept one. I don't believe it was ever filmed, but I would have loved. I would have loved that one too. Like, holy crap, that would have been amazing. You literally have my three freight favorite slashers and what? Oh, and you have Ash in there just to throw into the but mix. Is Pinhead really a slasher? Yeah. Like when, when you really. Look, and you've seen more of the Hellraiser movies than I have, and it's like the first movie. He's definitely not a slasher, and in fact, it's even though he's the face of the movie, he, it, he's really no more or less important than the other Cenobites. So it, the first two movies are, they're definitely the high the high points of the series. I love those movies to death. Yeah, but as the series progresses, like once you get to part three, slasher, okay. like Pinhead just becomes this fucking maniacal kill everything fuck all the rules every established rule that was there throw that shit out the window we're just going balls to the walls crazy at this point the ryan johnson method Got uh it. <laughs> not as bad not as bad but 
Yeah, like, there's a few high points in the movies after 1 and 2. Like, part 4 was good. Could have been a lot better if we would have got our director's cut. Um, the but, non-Alan Smithy version? Uh, yeah, essentially. The one that came out after that isn't bad. It's it's interesting, but... Was it Inferno? Uh, I, I, we're not going to try the names here. I can't like, remember. Uh, like, it's the one the, with the, the detective. The guy, the guy from Nightbreed. I haven't seen it, but I, I know... The, Whichever one the fifth one is, I know that was actually directed by Scott Derrickson, who I actually like it's, the work of his I've seen. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's, he, not, um, it's not as... He it's went not on a to bad do Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange for Marvel. He also did um, Exorcism of Emily Rose yeah. and uh, Sinister. Is, yeah. there, is there only one book, or is there several? Of? Of, uh, of Hellraiser. So, the Hellbound Heart is what it's called, and I believe it's just a novella. So there's the Hellbound Heart, there's the Scarlet Gospel, I believe. There's actually a couple things. I, 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 I thought that was Yeah, a Clyde ones. Barker's kind of changed the rules here and there, but for me, the definitive storyline is the Hellraiser Boom series. It keeps in line with the first two movies uh, dedicatedly, and it's a great story. If there was ever a horror comic I could recommend, that, just good luck finding a physical copy. <laughs> Trust me, I'm still trying. The, um, uh, yeah, that... The idea of all of that coming together makes me so fucking happy. And I'm very disappointed that it didn't happen. Yeah, and considering how... It's like literally the Avengers that the horror community actually would want. We should have gotten, but we didn't. And considering how old Robert England is and Doug Bradley, we're not getting that movie anytime soon, sadly. Yeah, they'd have to do a recap. Kane Hodder, you could still put in the Jason costume, and I'm sure he could still kill bitches for years, but... Especially Doug Bradley, I don't see it happening, sadly, which is very disappointing. That dude's fucking huge, Kane. Um, oh, yeah, he's yeah. still a big dude. And he, he, he can, that motherfucker going to be able to play Jason until literally the day he dies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 110%. 110%. Robert? There is a Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash comic book, at least. That's the problem. It's a comic. And don't, I, I like comics and everything, but we should have got a goddamn movie. There was no... The way that movie sold... There is no reason we shouldn't have gotten a sequel. Dude, no, honestly. But man. also look at how long it took them to get a script they wanted to move forward. Well, that's also the part of the one. problem. It's you have two studios. It's like, well, we want this. Well, we want this. Well, we want this. Well, we want this. It's like. Well, yeah, it's like two divorced uh, parents fighting over the kid. Yeah. The, um, uh, I, you know what though? And you know what the fucked up part is though? That it's, I think it's only Robert England that couldn't do it because because Bruce Campbell's fine to to, to jump in. Uh, no, He's already the, jumped in. I think in Robert England could do it. It'd be rough, but he could do it. Yeah, I yeah he could do it. I I just he I, can't get all like dancy and wiggly like he used to, but he could still do a pretty maniacal Freddy if he really wanted to. Also, he has to be willing to sit in that makeup chair for eight hours a fucking day. Well, yeah, that's well, that's the that. big one. Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely no one. The uh, definitely a big one. So yeah, but that would be oh god. I was crying about it. The um, especially how good Bruce Campbell has is has been in Ash vs. Yeah. Evil Dead. But, I mean, he's retired from the role now. So I know, but, but you know, you never know. People say shit like that all the time. You never know, but yeah. I mean, he he said he's not coming back for the new movie they're doing. So yeah, they're doing something different, kind of like a each thing is its own unique story now. Yeah, or something. I forget do, what do, they're, there is a new movie coming. I forget what it's called, but. There is a director, I believe. Yeah. Dude, after seeing that the Spice Girls were going to go back out and fucking tour and everything else, I was like, everyone has a number. Everyone has a number. When the fuck was this? This was like... Uh, Th- this was announced pretty recently. This was pretty recently. Uh, of course he would yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I sent well. you guys the article. Dude, and I little and I, I think I turned to Brandon and I'm like, well, they found a number. They, <laughs> they found a number that was more expensive. Dude, Guns N' Roses got back together. I was going to say, either that or Brandon sent him a message. It's just like, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> 
please. But yeah, dude, Guns N' Roses got back together. They found a number. Dude, Motley fucking crew got back together, and that dude can't sing for shit. Well, dude, and they had a contract saying they can't come back. Yeah, Justin was not a happy man when he heard the news. No. <laughs> the um, but I mean, but the point I'm making is that is that it certainly is possible. Oh, absolutely. If there's somebody willing to to put the money in, uh, you know, there is a number that oh, that yeah. Robert England and Kane Hodder and Bruce Campbell will all agree. That's to. another thing that pissed. That's like there's two things that pissed me off about Freddie versus Jason. One, Kane Hodder isn't Jason. That's kind of which is ridiculous. Uh, two, Freddie gets one kill and it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, and I also wanted more fights between them. I really did. Look, I, I, you, and two you, we got are great, but you got two really good fights. I understand. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, I am not. I, I'm, Especially the final one. The final one was fucking beautiful. Oh yeah, dude, it was absolutely. Dude. And he had that good like early 2000s metal music playing in the background. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, here I we go. I am glad that movie was made then and not now, because oh fuck. Yeah, dude, it, it was. You'd it, have shit. It was. The if it was absolute, made today, you'd have shitty music, shitty yeah, CGI. It, just, it, 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 it was absolutely made in the perfect time that it needed to be made. I agree. The um, uh, like it, it, that, where that was at that time, you know, it just it was perfect the at the time it was made because that what was going on in that movie was very in fashion at that time. That early two thousands, like. Teen, you know, look. teen look and teen. It was it was fucking American Pie with it would with Freddie and Jason. Like that's what it was. If you really and it had Catherine Isabel on it. That's another. Yep. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. So I mean, like, essentially, it was those movies with you know with that. Like Freddie versus Jason is is American Pie gone to hell with Freddie versus uh, Freddie and Jason trying to kill each other. Sure. That's a, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> The um, uh, that's actually a pretty good fucking. Thing. All right, interesting analogy you got the, there. The um, uh, did, and, but Jason did have a lot of amazing kills in that. Oh God! Did what's him fa- just what's... slaughtering the kids in the fucking cornfield? It's like God damn. Yeah, dude. That, oh my God. Yeah, that was like holy shit. You're Jason's even... on a fucking killing spree. You're not here. even being described. No, no, no. My favorite, my favorite kill was it was uh, death by folding bed. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, great. Stabbed like several times and he's like, what's, I ain't done here. Was I think I gotta name that one as my favorite from that movie as well. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fucking fantastic. The um uh, yeah, there's a lot of super great things. Um uh, but alright, so I'll, I'll let you I'll let you go, brother. Okay, so my number one favorite Friday the thirteenth movie is part seven. Part seven holds a special place in my heart because that was my very first Friday the thirteenth movie. Everybody remembers their first. Oh yes. <laughs> Such a good time. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what my first for this franchise. Was. That was not what we thought you were thinking, but okay. <laughs> that you were like, we're like, hmm. all right. Well, it, it, to give a little history on my Friday the Thirteenth timeline, that was my first one. Interesting. That uh, is interesting. So I start. So I kind of started in a weird spot. So I started with part seven and then worked my way up, only to go backwards. <laughs> so it was seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, five, six. Freddy vs. Jason when it came out in theaters. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, was the only one where I actually started from the first and went all the way up, like, all the way up to Freddy vs. Jason. So, but yeah, uh, part seven, it is it is definitely, in my opinion, I think, yeah, it is the most violent of the series. And it would have been way more violent if the MPAA didn't cut the goddamn kill shots. 
also, you have the most badass-looking Jason. Like, this is Jason when part of his mask is chipped off. He's in the black suit. If you look on his back, he's got the bones protruding out. Like, you could see his spine. Like, this is pure zombie badass Jason and his most badass. This is also the movie where Kane Hodder was introduced as Jason. So he's killing motherfuckers like a badass. Like, the sleeping bag kill. The beautiful sleeping bag kill. Censored, but it was still an awesome kill. Just take the little yellow sleeping bag... Bash the bitch up against a tree. La! That'll shut her up. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, let's see. Death by party hat? No, what was it? What are those little things you blow into? Uh, I don't know. You got, you, you got a bunch of cool deaths. Your main The main character was pretty interesting. So if I remember correctly, the original plot for this was supposed to be Jason versus Carrie? I always heard this was supposed to be the original Freddy versus Jason. That's I what I always heard. Like, I didn't hear the Carrie thing until I met you. I heard the Carrie thing somewhere, which is why uh, she had the, like, telekinetic powers. That's why that whole thing was spewed in there. But I don't know. that something to do with somebody not being able to get the rights to Carrie or some shit like that. So they just kind of went with, all right, well, this ought to be interesting. What year was that? 80, somewhere between 86 and 88. Yeah, Stephen, you probably, you probably could have got it. Stephen King was still on coke at that point. Eh, who knows? Um, 88. There you go. I, I'm browsing IMDb trivia to get uh, our score settled here if it was Freddie or Carrie. Yeah. Keep going out of like yeah. now when I turn um, someone. But yeah, uh, it's just such a fun, badass movie. It was my first Friday the 13th movie. I love the way Jason looks. I love the kills. And it's just one hell of a good time. My second favorite one is Jason X just because of how fucking ridiculous and absurd it is. Oh, Plus, so ridiculous. Metal Jason is just such a badass looking character. How could you not like this movie? The uh... Okay, I found something on IMDb. Hmm. The film was originally intended to bring Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger together on screen for the first time. However, when Paramount Pictures at the time held the rights to the Friday the 13th series, and New Line Cinema holds the rights to the Nightmare on Elm Street series, couldn't agree behind the scenes. The script was rewritten to pit Jason up against the telekinetic Tina Shepard instead. I will keep searching and see if I can find I know I heard the Carrie thing somewhere. I just yeah. don't remember where. Also, I'm sure we can, you know, listen to the interviews and commentaries for the movie at some point. Yeah. If anybody's going to know, it's going to be the people who made the movie. Well, it's not yeah. hard to make that comparison when some, it's a teenage girl yeah. who has telekinetic powers. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a hard leap. Um... Yeah, uh, but yeah, my second favorite is absolutely uh, Jason X. But also, you, you're ridiculous. overlooking the fact that Carrie is, other than the telekinesis, a regular human, and she dead at the end of that movie, and book. Not well. I mean, well, very dead. The uh, well, what about the the you know the girl going to visit her grave and then they grab the hand. That was a dream sequence. Oh, was it a dream yeah. sequence? Okay. Because I mean, it's remember it's she's getting grabbed, but then it cuts to her waking up screaming. Oh, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then also there was the eventual sequel, The Rage, Carrie Two, and that was the that was the woman who the character who eventually grew up to be. I think she was a guidance counselor in that movie. Huh? I haven't seen that movie in years, but yeah, that that's the returning character from oh, the original. Oh, very cool. Okay, but yeah. Uh, my third favorite is uh, part three. The whole 3D thing is just completely hysterical. And that's also where Jason, of course, got the hockey mask and everything. So, yeah. Um, I would say next it's kind of a tie between part six and part four. They're kind of on equal terms for me. You got 
really good kills, really good moments and stuff like that. Um, and the rest of them are just kind of like, meh. Like, I, I enjoy them, but, uh, yeah. My least favorite is probably part five. Because mm. the kills and the special effects just kind of suck. The story is, like, just absurdly ridiculous to the point where it's like, okay, like, I, I know the Friday the 13th series, just fuck logic, sure. But this is like, holy fuck logic, what, what is even happening here? This, this it's, it's just kind of stupid. Well, you, there's a difference between telling logic to go fuck itself and then, like, actually going and fucking logic. Yeah. Um, it did have a great soundtrack, though. I will give it that one. Like, that fucking movie had a beautiful soundtrack. <laughs> you can add it to the list of bad movies with awesome soundtracks. Yeah, that was the 80s for you. Also the 90s. And the 2000s. And kind of always. But yeah, other than that, like, Part 5 is really the only one that I just genuinely don't like for the most part. I could still watch it and laugh at it, especially with a group. Especially at the ending. But yeah, I fucking love this series. And then it also helps that me and Jason literally have the same birthday. Ah, but of course. But of course. Yep, June 13th. So, Brendan, did you find anything from the magical land of IMDb? I'm still looking. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on this movie. I, I believe that. So, the, uh, yeah, this is a, um, uh, we, I did just watch uh, Jason Goes to Hell uh, with oh, you yeah, guys. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about that really quick? Uh, seriously, fuck logic. Um, <laughs> for the most part, it was really fucking stupid. Um, I, it was really Okay, stupid. I found something. Oh, okay. Okay, so after Freddy vs. Jason failed to materialize, Paramount was still so high on the Jason vs. blank marketing angle, they simply substituted Stephen King's Tug Connect Troubled Teenager Carrie in for Freddy. Mm. Right, bada bing, bada boom. We've got ourselves a movie. Kind of. It's not like they jumped straight from Freddy to Carrie. According to New Blood screenwriter Daryl Haney, it more came about due to a last-second idea thrown out during a story pitch. Begin, quote, Barbara Sachs, part seven and eight's associate producer, was the first person I had contact with. I pitched her a few ideas over a payphone, and she shot them all down. I only had one more. I said, I noticed, at the end of, I noticed that at the end of these movies, there's always a teenage girl who's left to battle Jason by herself. What if this girl had telekinetic powers? Barbara immediately said, Jason versus Carrie, huh? That's an interesting idea. So it, so it's not like it was like an actual Jason versus Carrie idea. Gotcha. It was a Jason versus Carrie-like idea. And I found that on a website called We Minored in Film on an article called 13 Things You May Not Know About Friday 13th Part 7, The New Blood. Brendan's a master of just going on the internet and finding random tidbits about things. Indeed he is. The, he will uh, fact check you to hell. The, uh, mm-hmm. And then some. Yeah. And then back then. Um, the uh, But yeah, Jason goes, speaking of Jason, <laughs> speaking of Jason goes to hell. Uh, yeah, uh, it was, uh, it was so stupid until it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, and then it went back to stupid and then back to hilarious. And then ended with with something awesome that took 10 years for the to actually materialize yeah the um well, uh, one argument i constantly hear it's like how the hell do you hate part five more than you hate part nine simple jason's actually in it and there's some halfway decent kills and it's fucking hilarious but part five is just stupid yeah yeah i mean dude, jason's not is jason's barely in this he's literally jumping from body to body and you see him at the very he's end he's in the first 10 minutes and the last 
uh, 15 minutes? When when Jason... Uh, He's in the last five minutes worth of story, which is really like 20 minutes in actual time. There you yeah, go. Yes, yeah, that is correct. And then, you know, right after the Jason xenomorph, you know, goes inside that lady and then materializes Jason. Through the no-no parts. <laughs> <laughs> And I lo- it's like, the sound effects, the, the speed, fuck? it's like, oh, man. Like, what I remember that? seeing that as a kid and laughing hysterically. I'm like, holy hell! Oh, yeah, and the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead franchise makes a cameo. Oh, yeah, that's essentially where it's just like, that. that's kind of the excuse. That reason why Jason has survived all these years is because his mom read from the Necronomicon or the Book of the Dead, whatever. So, yeah, there's that little uh, Easter egg. Oh, well, that, that, that goes back to how he keeps little, coming back. I was going to say, a little fun fact. Each of these movies has an Easter egg to, like, another slasher, like, basically stating that they're all in the same universe. Mm. There, there is a cracked article that has a whole yeah. theory about it. Like, it's not just Freddy, Jason, and Evil Dead, but Chucky's in there, Pinhead's in there. Yeah, like, I believe the Lament configuration is in one of the Friday movies or Nightmare movies. I think that was... That might have been in an evidence locker in one of the Chucky movies. Hmm. I think that's what it was. It's been a long time since yeah. I read the article. Like, I, I remember we even linked it in one of our earliest episodes we? of the podcast. Nice. I don't remember which episode. Yeah, it's like it's one of the big cons- I, I believe is we were talking about like yeah. conspiracy so theories or something like that. Go give us some views in our earlier episodes and search our yeah, descriptions. Yeah, see if you can find that one. I mean, there's like thirty. <laughs> there's, your, there's your homework for the evening. Don't go, worry. Go back and listen to our old stuff, and maybe you'll find it. Yeah, don't worry. There's only thirty plus episodes that are each at least an hour long, so you got some homework. Yeah, you got some time. <laughs> they. Uh, we're in a quarantine. There's 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 some fun stuff in there. There's definitely some fun stuff in the yeah. old, in the old stuff. But yeah, I, I um uh, yeah this was, uh, it was fun. Um, it was fun till it wasn't, and then it was fun again, and then it wasn't again. The um, uh, it, it kind of goes in ebbs and waves. Yep. To me laughing and me going, oh god. There's the- some interesting actors in it. There's the cop from the Blues Brothers. Yes. There's one of the cops from the Big Lebowski. He's the coroner. Yes. Um. That's it. The guy who plays the lead dude in this becomes oh, yeah, the they're, host they're, of they're, the Friday the Thirteenth series, if I remember correctly. That's just a little fun fact. I think the TV series predated this movie. Are you sure? I'm very sure. Either he became or that's how he got this role. One of the two. Eh, I, I believe they are the same person, though. I, I want to watch the TV series. Just find Yeah, the TV the... series was from 87 to 90, and Jason Goes to Hell was 93. Okay. I believe it is the same actor, though. That was the main guy you said? Yeah. Uh, was his name Steve, I think his name was? I just called him yeah. Beanie. Yeah. Look, he became a cool action hero he at the did, end. He did, he did. Especially that, like, you know, that... That ri- jump with the handcuffs. <laughs> the, 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 the Riddick handcuff shift. No, that wasn't... No, Riddick would just I go, know, whoosh! I, I know, but that's what it fucking felt like. No, this was a... <laughs> you know, the, the, the guy who directed the bulk of the Friday 13th TV series also directed 27 episodes of Goosebumps. That is fantastic news. I'm glad I know that now. And the DP of all but one episode would go on to do the vast, vast, vast majority of episodes for 24. He's also one of the DPs I learned from at the uh, masterclass last year. DPs have very strange careers. They really do. The um, yeah, I need, one year you could be shooting Wayne's World, and another year you could be shooting Blade. 
What a way to live. Yeah, what a way. <laughs> wow, that is that is fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, yeah. The um, uh, so I think I think uh, now's a good time to to wrap it up for uh, the the Friday the Thirteenth um, and picking our favorites. So, uh, um, Brandon, final thoughts. What's your question of the podcast? Oh, how's that for a final? Oh, I got busted. Um, you son of a bitch trying ooh, to expedite shit. Oh, I. You know what? I I um uh, I do got one. Uh, favorite uh, Friday the Thirteenth kill. Um, Ooh, I, so many to choose. <laughs> this would be so much easier for me if we were talking Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, There's still plenty of pretty creative ones to choose from. That's yeah, another, I, that's another not, reason I love Jason. I'm not even as familiar he's like, with this franchise, though. You gotta remember that. Yeah, that's fair, but it's like, even though Jason doesn't have like dream powers or anything like that, he finds some creative, pretty creative ways to fuck somebody up. I'm gonna go with uh, um, with death by uh, f- uh, frozen face. I was. Jay- I figured you were gonna. I was actually that one. towards that myself. The um, uh, either that or like I said before, death by bed um, uh, from from the from the uh, from Jason uh, for uh, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that's pretty great. The um, uh, or that when that uh, from Freddy vs. Jason when that one girl was making fun of him for having like little like little knives and Jason's got a big hoggy thing and Freddy's like look behind Just you one swing with the machete and she flies yeah she flies <laughs> the um uh, yeah that's pretty great the uh, so there's a lot of good stuff going on there yeah I like Frozen Face and I also like the call back to the sleeping bag kill on Jason X as well yeah. Where he's just beating the shit out of the two naked chicks with the but sleeping bag. If you want some truly brutal kills by Jason, seek out Friday Thirteenth Vengeance. Oh, God, that is such a great. Movie. It's more than just a fan no, film. It really is. Like one of the a marketing strategy. It's more than just a fan film. It, no, like it really is. Like I, they put a Kickstarter up or. Indiegogo for like actual physical like DVDs. I back that shit immediately. Like the two best like fan films out there are definitely Never Hike Alone and uh, Vengeance. Vengeance being my personal favorite because it's it could very well, it could very well be a true sequel to Six, and it's yeah. one that makes sense too. Yeah, like it it doesn't do the bullshit where it's just like you're trying to piece things together. You can piece everything together. It legit respects the continuity. The the very loose... It makes sense of the very loose continuity of the franchise. Yeah. And it does um, it very well. And it's... Yeah, I was... Yeah, we were like... It was you, me, and David and a handful of other people, including Mick, who was very heavily involved in the production of it. Yeah. Um... And it was like, it was right after the awards at the New Jersey Horror Con. And like everybody else cleared out to go do karaoke. And we were just like, no, we want to watch Mick's movie. We, that was one we, of the, we heard good things about it. Here's the thing. That was and one of the I big don't reasons, regret that one bit. That's one of the big reasons why I wanted to go to the convention yeah. too. It's like, yeah, we got our film in there. But when I heard that was like premiering there or playing there, I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to see this. Screw the karaoke. I've heard so many great things about this movie. And the trailer looked amazing. Oh my god, I wasn't disappointed. It's such a I, I'm great not even a Friday movie. 13th fan and I really liked it. 
That's that's yeah. that's high praise. Yeah, I mean, there were that's a couple things with the sound, and there were a few edits that could have been smoothed over. But I do believe they did do yeah, another this, pass since that screen. They did. Um, apparently, it's been ironed out. Yeah, I'm waiting for my Blu-ray to come in. Like as soon as that gets in, we can pop it in. Yeah, and I would just... like to watch that. Oh version. yeah. Ooh, that would be a good screaming room. I wouldn't mind it. I would love it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would, that would like, be a pretty good one because I haven't seen it. So uh, I would definitely be down to, to watch it. Yeah, there are a lot of great kills in uh, Friday the 13th in uh, Vengeance, especially that hammer kill where he's just hammering into that girl's face after she tries to pull the mother trick. He's like, fuck you! Slam! It's like, oh, God, that's beautiful! Yeah. All right, so now, so now, so now I, can, I really can end it and uh, we can have our final thoughts uh, from it after I've been busted uh, about not having my uh, questions You're welcome. podcast. So many great kills in these movies. Oh, I know it. I know it to be true. So, Sleeping bag kill. So Brandon pole kill. Should we give Zach a moment alone? Yeah, I think he maybe he does need a moment alone. The uh, not on my couch. Ah. Um, the uh, like I said, Zach has no love and passion towards this series at all, at all, not at all. Um, uh, so anyway, I'd love to make a Predator versus Jason fan film. I mean, that's the thing about fan films is you you are a fan and you are a filmmaker. So you can't you kind of do it. You can't kind of do it. And so. as long as you can afford my rate, you've got a first rate DP at your Fuck disposal. Fuck you! You're doing it for free. And on that note, we're gonna end this. <laughs> we're gonna do final thoughts. Hush right mark. Now. We're negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Brandon. Question mark or question mark? Brendan, final thoughts. Um, I'm just okay on the Friday, on the Friday Thirteenth franchise. Um, there are moments I like. There are a couple movies I enjoy. Overall, though, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, I, I vastly prefer Nightmare on Elm Street and Evil Dead and Phantasm as horror franchises, but I, I do respect the placement that Friday Thirteenth has in horror history. Fair enough. Fair enough. The um, uh, it gave us Kevin Bacon. That is true. And Crispin Glover. That is also true. The um, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say we got Kane Hodder. I'm happy. Well, that's 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 also a good point. The uh, I've seen three of them now, uh, and two out of three ain't bad. Uh, the <laughs> the really it really is. One I mean, realistically, you've seen one of them, four. One of them did have help from another franchise. True. So one and a half out of three ain't bad. Look, Freddy vs. Jason is a mainline nightmare movie and Friday movie. Like, it's I'm, literally I'm not, I'm the not, last in their respective series. I'm not saying it's not part of the canon and all that. I'm, I'm just saying it, it's... If we're going to be talking about Friday 13th movies, it feels weird to put a crossover at number one when we're trying to highlight the Jason movies. That's why I picked Jason X. Um, so, Well, he also has to see the rest of the movies. Well, it's yeah. true. The, the one I saw today, I'm, I'm, I'm not picking that one. Uh, you sure? I am positive. Are you absolutely positive? I am. Yeah, we, we did watch Jason Goes to Hell right before starting this. Yeah. Yeah, that way Mark had more than just Jason X, Freddy vs. Jason in part one. Dude, and that literally stuck to, to, stuck to the same thing. So, um, and actually, uh, you are, and actually I've seen more than that. So I've seen four now, uh, if you count Freddy vs. Jason. I do. The, uh, so, um, Zach, final thoughts. Bloody squirrels. Nice. Brandon, do you want to outro us out, sir? 
Yes, uh, you can look us up at Midwest Horror Network on all of our various social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Slasher. And of course, uh, ch- uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Tell your aunts, brothers, sisters, uncles, best friends. And also check out our two awesome shows, Living Nightmares, our full narrative uh, show based on real life creepy experiences. And also our new show, The Screaming Room, where we react, comment, Laugh, discuss, discuss, laugh, cry, the whole, analyze, analyze the whole nine yards of uh, lesser-known horror movies like Society and Dolls, and um, uh, like I said, uh, thank you. Uh, like I've said many times, thank you very much for uh, giving this a listen, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye.